Let's get it. The podcast that you need. That's facts. Push it. Push it. Awesome. And I have Barbara Majeski on the podcast today. And I'm, I'm super, super pumped from New Jersey. She's a transformation expert, investor, TV personality, speaker, and a host of Bearing It All podcast. So it's an honor to have you on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Awesome, awesome. So I want to I want to just jump right into uh, right into it and, and, and deliver some value and some empowerment for for the guest here. You are a survivor and a conqueror of stage three cancer, which is a, a massive, massive deal. Let's talk about that. What was yeah. that? Was that a big catalyst moment for your life? Uh, and let's, you know. let's dive in. The crazy part was it was on the heels of my marriage imploding in a dumpster fire blaze of glory right out of a movie. And I didn't see it coming. Uh, hit me like a Mack truck. Uh, three young kids. My daughter was in um, pre-K, you know, no, and my son, my boys were fourth and sixth grade. And when they told me I had cancer, I like couldn't hear it at first. I was like, I am in the middle of a crisis. So I really can't, I can't have cancer right now. And, you know, especially when they told me it was stage three and I had to have chemo and surgery, I was like, somebody send me a life raft. Like this is out of control. Um, so I was battling, you know, a broken heart at the same time I'm battling a late stage cancer. And so it was, it was tough, but I had these breakthroughs and they always say, what's the, what's the through every break, a breakdown isn't a breakdown. It's generally a breakthrough and this couldn't, it couldn't be truer because it really gave me access, um, to I think a higher expression of myself. When I was going through chemo, I no longer had the bandwidth to worry about everyone, you know, everyone's perception of me and checking all the right boxes and saying the right thing and kissing everyone's ass and being a people pleaser and making everyone happy. I'm like, I had to con conserve my energy and really focus on things that mattered. You know, I didn't wasn't sure if I was gonna survive it or not. And I've lost friends now to stage three cancer, which pisses me off, by the way. I have a whole bizarre reaction to that one. But, you know, I could, that's it. My, my priorities became hyper focused and I became very, it came very, very clear. And that clarity has never left me mm. um, as I, and just becoming a, a better, the better, a better expression of myself came through that experience. You know, I no longer checked boxes. I was like, is this making me happy? Is this improving my circumstances in my life? Is this how I want to use my next year of my life? Because every year to me is a gift. Like I, right. every birthday, people complain about getting older around me. And I, I honestly want to smack them on the back of the head. Be like, you do realize that's a gift not afforded to everybody. I have no problem being like, I, my birthday's in April. I'm going to the fifth floor in April. I'm like, all right, let's bring it on. That's the 50s. And I couldn't, listen, do I like this, the effects of aging? No, I can't see you anymore. I have to wear glasses and I can't hear shit. And I like, I don't like the effects of aging, but I love growing old. So yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a better person for it, for sure. That's awesome, Barbara. So do you, so you feel like that, that experience, it, it sounds like it got you in touch with the real you, the true you? Yeah, the better me. The better you. Know, you. The, the better me. I think that, you know, I used to be very judgmental. I And now, listen, we all judge, but I think my um, lens to which I make judgments is, is, is um, I don't know, um, it's captured with compassion. 
and curiosity. So my judgment lens is so much more expansive and so much kinder and so much more user friendly because I get curious and not, I don't uh, judge people harshly. Right. But prior to cancer, I was like, if that happened to me, I would do this. Prior <laughs> to my marriage falling apart, I would, if that happened to me, I had all these things of right. like, oh, this is how I would handle it. So now, just through my own experience, because I felt like the universe was like, really, Barbara, hold my beer. Like, let's see how you handle X, yeah. Y, and Z, one, two, three, four, five, six. And, um, I, you know, I come out the other side with a better sense of humor. I have better friendships. I also have a, better i have like a more expansive friend group which i'm finding like as oh just i like laugh heartier and i feel more so i i'll always say cancer happened for me not to me and i'm I lucky that. i survived i don't even like that's kind of weirds me out because i got state i'd stage three colon cancer at 42 i'd run the new york city marathon twice i didn't look like a colon cancer i didn't look like what they taught us colon cancer right. looked like I was taught colon cancer was an old man's disease that was had poor lifestyle habits and was overweight and sedentary and all the things. They never colon cancer didn't look like this. Five foot three, 120 pounds, you know, running marathons. But that's exactly what colon cancer looks like. It looks like everybody. It has no discrimination and it is decimating younger and younger uh, demographics. Yeah, that's that's powerful, and it, it it's it's uh, it seems like it was a powerful catalyst to where you are now. What obviously you said it, it, it helped you become a better version of yourself, the, uh, the best you. What um, did it brought in your perspective? Did it give you a different sense of purpose at all? Yeah, one hundred percent. For you know, I reflected at one point I was bumping up against my eighth or now ninth infusion. And I thought, oh my God, I didn't think cancer was going to take me. I thought the chemo was going to wipe me out. And rightfully so, I did not do well with chemo. And I thought, oh my God, could this be where my story ends? Of all the chapters that I will ever, that anybody will know about me, or will, they've already been written, I don't get to write any more chapters. And in that moment, I reflected on all the things I was really proud of. But I also took stock of all the things that I really wanted to do and never took any initiative to do. And I swore that if I got another shot at life, I would never play small again. I would be in relentless pursuit of living out all my dreams because I would rather fail in the pursuit than mm. fail to pursue. Like I, I was like, I would, I just never tried. And where that has led me, I mean, these two things, abandoning judgment without knowing and, uh, you know, being in relentless pursuit of my living out my best life has changed the trajectory of my life. It has been so much richer and not monetarily wise, but experience wise. And that's really what we're all comprised of is memories and experience. Right. Uh, like I could tell you story after story after story of how, just like, uh, let me tell you this. I, 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 start, I came up, I just was like, I'm no longer judging anything. I am, unless I've walked the walk, I do not get to judge anything. And that came, that most high, uh, it presented itself in how I raised my kids. So when I got to the other side of this experience with this newfound of like, I judge nothing, I had, my daughter was like four or five and she had this certain thing. And I was like, wow, she's got something in front of a camera. But prior to this, I'd be like, anybody that's a child actor gets into modeling, they're going to become porn 
porn stars and heroin addicts, <laughs> right? Isn't that yeah, what we all think? That's typically what you think. Think about it, Blake, because we read the cover of Us Weekly, right? Yeah. That's what Us Weekly taught us. So therefore, it's legit. It's, it's the truth. It's the. It's, <laughs> it's like that's what's gonna happen. You do this, you get that. Now, I'm not saying those stories aren't legit. They're legit, but are they really? Do they comprise an entire industry? I don't right. know. So anyway, my daughter had this thing that I saw and I was like, why am I, because somebody had been like, you know, you should put her into modeling. And I was like, I would never like bad moms do that. But then you hear yourself saying yeah. shit like that. And you're like, who do, who do I get to, who am I to judge that? Here's the beauty of all that. And it's, it's so powerful when you abandon judgment and you invite in, I don't know, unless I've actually done it. I walk a mile in those shoes. So I send her pictures off to a modeling agency. We go in for an interview. She's like literally Shirley Temple in this interview. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. We ended up, I can't, so the, the she's, we've ended up in Portugal together. We have been in Puerto Rico under the age of six. We went to Portugal and Puerto Rico on photo shoots. That's awesome. At me and my little daughter, I have one girl and no, I have no sisters. I have a daughter who's like my ride or die now. I would have never had those experiences. And now she's got this like little portfolio. And when I tell you, she remembers these days off from school more than she remembers any day at school and the adventures that her and her mother went on. She remembers these castles that we visited in Portugal. She remembers I had to do little videos and send them back to her teacher of, you know, what she had learned. And like my heart, when I talk about this, my heart grows 10 times bigger because I realized that I had changed only the way that I perceived things. And mm. I, it was nothing really changed, just my perception of the world. Now, if at any time she doesn't want to do this, we're out, I'm done, that's it, I'm not doing it. But I no longer judge any industry, any sport until I've put myself, I mean, so anyway, that's the power that I got from kind of having my you know the rug pulled out from under me and the universe being like you don't know shit barb like you've got some growing to do and this is the only way you're going to grow is you have to actually walk this walk so that's just one of so many experiences that like are so rewarding at once i had that kind of breakthrough well that's super powerful and i feel like the the two golden nuggets that you were mentioning is there's this, uh, and I forgot who, I've heard this somewhere. I don't know where it was from. It's called mortality motivation. Yeah. Right? So okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like someone that goes through that type of experience, all of a sudden they wake up and they're just like locked in and it, in a sense you lose fear, right? You lose all that fear because you actually- It's so stupid because some yeah. of the fear is based in such a narrative that you're like, what am I afraid of? People are going to judge me. Right. Wait a second. People are going to judge you anyway. You might as well give them something to judge you about. Exactly. And people mostly, you know, like from the four agreements, like they're mostly not thinking about you. Like it's not about you. It's not about nobody's yeah. nobody's actually thinking about you. Everyone's thinking yeah. about themselves. Exactly. And I, you, you have no jurisdiction of the way people perceive you. What are they going to say? Not who cares what they're going to say. They're going to say shit. That's a reflection on their own internal dialogue has nothing to do with you. Let it go. And I just, uh, it's all these things compiled that allow you this like liberation. And mm -hmm. I do try to share my story of uh, what you had just said. If don't wait, don't do what I did. You don't have to wait till you're confronted with your own mortality where you, for you to unleash these shackles of judgment and doubt and the weight of other people's opinions. You don't, you don't, you don't have to do what I did. That's dumb. Just, just acknowledge it. 
move and then swipe left and move in like all right i just would rather fail in the pursuit and trust me i make an ass out of myself every three days in some like glorious fashion i don't know where or when but i am like glorious in my in my you know in my humiliation of thyself and i don't care i'm like oh all right that's a story for thanksgiving to talk about. yeah well i think i think what's powerful is is you've already seen you know you experienced and honestly, the worst thing that as, as humans we can experience, right? Which is coming to face with actually maybe, you know, not being here anymore. And because so, all the other stuff that we put in our heads, it's just like you said, it's a bunch of narratives and stories that we tell ourselves that seem like boogeymen, but it's really at the end of the day, it's just smoke and mirrors, you know? Yeah. And so what you mentioned something like, you know, wanting to, to, to help people kind of push through that without having to go through that experience. Because most people honestly will not go through your experience, right? Mm-hmm. How do how do people do that? What what are some suggestions that you think that can help people kind of say, hey, yeah. you know what, I'm done. I'm done living in this this you know self imprisoned you know mentally. Yeah, how do I break the self the self imposed imprisonment. Yes, of fear and self doubt and like all these false narratives and it's so true first of all you got to take inventory of the bullshit. like you got to take stock um i do think some of it has been planted in our subconscious mind through the educational system we were taught we're either smart or dumb based on these very narrow parameters set forth in academia you are really really you are not you're not smart because you can't figure out an algorithm or calculus or the Pelagrian theorem. I don't even know mm-hmm. if that's a word. <laughs> Me neither. Polygam- you know, like polygamy. That's a <laughs> marriage. Whatever that was, and that defined us. It's embedded in our subconscious mind. And the truth that I have come to understand with every person that I have met, everyone has a unique genius that resides with inside of them. Mm. And just allowing that, like having more of that clarity of like, you're gifted and you're supposed to use your gifts in service and helping others. You are supposed to be leveraging your gifts for the greater good. The more people you help get what they want, the better you're going to be. Oprah Winfrey taught me that 150 years ago. All right, it was in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it. I was like, oh, no. anyway. Um, and I think those, um, I wouldn't call them social constructs, but you said it best when you said, you know, you're, you imprison, like the mental imprisonment. Yeah. We put ourselves. Like, yeah. yeah, these are self imposed parameters that we've accepted like somebody may have said it to you and i will give you that but now you have the authority to say just because i don't understand or it doesn't mean you can't understand it, it means you're just not that interested because right. when I, anybody i've met when they are interested in something stands the fuck back because mm-hmm. they become a master of what whatever it might be whether it's real estate or development or uh, the arts or like unbelievable and this well like people that tap into it and really like bring it to its full uh, magnitude you're just like oh, like oh my god uh, uh, people astound me all the time when they they tap into their genius so you're not wrong like people are imprisoned by their own limiting beliefs that yes may have emanated from early development but now you can take inventory of it and be like you know it's no longer serving me and i will say this blake i do these these live resets so i'm very big on um inspiration doesn't lead to transformation 
Uh, in, information doesn't lead to like you can't buy the Peloton and get in shape. It's not yeah. buying the things that get you the things. You can't read a book on how to get pregnant and expect to make a baby. You gotta 100%. do the things. Okay, yeah. we taught where it's at. We're <laughs> exactly. And the reason I use that analogy is first of all, it's like, oh yeah, you you really can't. You yep. have to do the things to get the things. And so I I've launched these courses and these challenges, and they're all based in action. Mm -hmm. They're all based. They're not like I'm not here to motivate you and then you got to go do the work i'm not here to inspire right. you and oh, i'm so excited and yep. then you go home and you do the same shit over and over again i'm i'm like so over that so i do these courses that are all action-based you know whether they're a 14-day intensive or a 90-day i do a 90-day workout challenge they're all live they're not self-directed it's like i am right here and you better show me your you better show me your your steps for the day. <laughs> I'm like your personal trainer. I love um, it. But it is. That's where I help people, especially in the 14-day intensives. Uh, okay, we're going to tackle 14 key strategies in personal development that you have to you have to be you have to be connected to in order to accelerate it, all areas of your life, your health, wealth, or happiness. And I'm obsessed with my programs. I'm just going to say that right no, now. No, I love that. I love, yeah, I love yeah. all that, Barbara, because I think um, that's in total alignment with what I believe as well is we're, we're just bombarded with a lot of information. And I feel like, and I, and I've, and I've, I've experienced it, right? Like, you know, uh, I, I get inspired, I get motivated about something. And then yeah. like, I get a phone call and I forgot, and then I don't ever actually do anything, you know? And it's, it's the roadmap. It's the action that, that, that actually gets us the results. And, and yeah, and it's consistency. That is like, we can all get fired up initially and then go buy that piece of equipment, download that app, buy the book, buy the membership. We get very excited because our inner self is like, that's that's what you want. You want yeah. those results. So you're willing to make the investment. You know what you want, but it's that consistency that becomes so difficult. But as a society, Blake, where I feel that we have been misdirected is as a society, we're taught, you just have to stay motivated. Yes. You just have to stay motivated. And that is bullshit. Motivation and inspiration are feelings. Yeah. That, that, and they come and go. And if you are relying on motivation, inspiration to get you to where you want to go, you are screwed because your goals do not care how you feel. Your goals only care that you show up and you do the things. And that's why that's what I teach is like, fine, motivation, inspiration. We love them. They're part of what, why you made the purchase, why you're here. But it's actually the habits that create the lifestyle and the life of your dreams so again all my programs so like i'm sitting right here this is because you're in my you're in my podcast room where i go live so i have this giant calendar see this oh i love it yeah okay I don't know, but there you go. January. Um, so part, and I'll give to your lucky, your lucky listeners. So I'm going to give away some of my secret sauce. Nice. Um, but part of what I teach and make people do is show up with calendars and journals. And these are the three strategies that codify, you know, what you want to getting what you want. Mm. Literally bring it together. These three so simple things, but People don't do it. They just get, I'll just get to the gym. I'll just go to the gym. I'm like, no, no, no. You're going to number one, write it down. So I have everybody in my groups, they get a journal, write it down. Number two, schedule it on the calendar and you have to use a pen and paper. I'm done with all your automated. It's yes. you can put it in that calendar. Agreed. Yeah. Apple, you can put it in your phone, but you got to write it down. So writing is a way to mix your creative side and your analytical side. And it integrates both sides of your brain. Okay. So by writing it down, you're 
42% more likely to hit your goal if you just write it down. But if you really want, you really want to see your dreams become reality, there's just one simple thing that moves you from even 40, 42% up to over 85%. And do you know what that is? No. What is it? schedule it with somebody else not just schedule wow. i'm gonna work out i'm gonna read a book i'm gonna do the workbooks i'm gonna um check out real estate i'm gonna i'm gonna make calls like whatever your do is right like if you want to grow in real estate there's a whole bunch of things right you need to do cold calls or whatever you have to do mm -hmm. put yeah. out your flyers do it. consistency 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 schedule that shit with somebody else you will show up 85%. You go over 85% of execution. And if execution determines your outcome, that like, and that's just ah, like it, I, you know, I just saw a picture of Giselle Boonchim and she's jogging in Costa Rica with her personal trainer. She flies her fucking personal trainer down to Costa Rica. <laughs> Why, Blake, and all these listeners that are like, God, this woman swears more than, you know. It's all good. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Driver. I'm from Jersey. <laughs> what the fuck did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Number one, okay? Um, why does she fly her personal trainer to go for a jog with her? Do you think Giselle Boonshin doesn't know how to go for a run? No, of course. Yeah, you she think Giselle, she she knows how to Pilates. She knows how to yoga. She knows how to eat. She knows how to just sell Boonshin. Her life depends on it. Why does she fly her personal trainer down on vacation with her for two months? Because of accountability, because yes. of showing up, because her personal trainer is standing there going, Giselle, we're going to go for a run. And, and so she just Ugh. because we, she's a human being and she sometimes doesn't feel like going for a run, but she schlepped her personal trainer down there. And that guy's got one job to do and make sure she goes for a run. So that like to me is like, do you understand? That is what the what successful people do is they buy accountability. They buy, they buy it. That's powerful. Yeah, you know? That's powerful. It's, and think about it for you, right? For your real estate thing, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, man. Imagine somebody sat with you every day for an hour and I was like, you're going to make these for an hour. Each of us are going to make 10 calls or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Ab absolutely. And, that, and that's what we, I have a team of six people in the other office here and uh, every morning that's, that's what we do is we, I put all their calls for the week up yeah. and contracts, deals sold, everything, because just, just seeing it and knowing that everybody's going to yeah people want people want to perform you know they want to check things. a box yeah i want to yes. take a big red marker i sometimes on my to-do list will write something down that i already did so i could check it off i do the same thing i did this morning i'm looking at it right now <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm yeah. telling you because it's also visual affirmation that you're getting shit done and we all need it's just something in the human experience we want to feel good about ourselves 100 and Anyway, that's just stuff that I'm, I want to help people move from that. Everybody knows what they need to do. You yes. know, you need to make the calls. You know, you need to go for a run. You need to put down the donut and you need yep. to stop drinking soda, drink the water, do the things that everyone knows, but actually doing it, there's a giant abyss and doing it consistently. It, the consistency, man, that's where... Ooh, that's where the rubber meets the road. And honestly, that's why I do these programs. I mean, no, so, they're so I, they're so fun. They're I absolutely, so fun. absolutely love it, Bart. You're speaking my language. It, it, essentially, you can you can you can summarize it as accountability is the secret sauce, right? It's the secret sauce. I mean, that is you know that's 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 where the magic happens. 
Um, it's the doing, do, Blake. Yeah, it's the it's doing. It's the doing, it's the right? Because you can read a book about atomic habits and still be an atomic but, uh, fucking nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you can read the book, but yeah. that doesn't mean you know. You can read the book. You can. Oh, I've got to wake up early. Oh, I've got to la la yeah. la la. Yeah, you gotta. But are you gonna? You know exactly. exactly. No, I don't know what that labels me because I I feel like accountability is such a lame word. I got to come up with a new one. I'm gonna no, say. yeah, but it, it, that's that's what it is. And I have I have a, a coaching group too. Is for it's mainly it's men. It's for men, and it's it's uh, mostly real estate guys. And that's yeah. that's what we we try to do is help each other accountable because you know right now we're doing like a push up challenge, right? It's like silly, yeah. but it's like hey, every day do a hundred push ups, right? And you have to do the video yeah. and you have to put it in the group and the whole thing and. You know, I think sometimes for me, I'm like, but that's so simple, but that's what people need, you know? I, they, yeah, but this, it, the success lies in the simple, yeah. right? It lies in the doing the simple things consistently. It, doing a push-up is like, oh, I can do, um, I can't do a hundred push-ups in a lifetime. But, you know, I, for example, I'll do like, we're do, we're putting together a 10,000 day, uh, a step a day, like challenge mm -hmm. for 14 days or whatever. Maybe it'll be 90, Rebecca's my assistant putting it together. But it's not that people, it's just so much more fun when you do it with other people and right. you're helping and your example is helping somebody else. So then you're more tied to helping somebody else. And gee, oh God, I'm going to destroy this story, but I'm, I'm a little obsessed with it. Do you remember from the Seattle Seahawks? There is a football player. He's he, they're twins. And one of them has a, an arm deformity. Yes. Um, yes. Who am I? Uh, Shaqueen? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it is. It, and he, there's a video out there. It's done by Nike and I got to find it again. I got to send it. It was a commercial, right? It was a commercial that they did. I watched it over and over again because it yeah. speaks my language. And what he said is when he wanted to quit, he realized that there were so many fans and kids out there with, you know, um, with handicaps or uh, physical deformities. You know, he, he was missing, an, you know, uh, his hand, right? Yeah. Uh, parts of his hand uh, were not formed uh, in pre the prenatal part of life. And... Look, so I'm destroying the story, but the part of the story that matters, and I love these guys, like I, I want to get them on my podcast. That'll be one of my goals mm -hmm. um, that landed for me is he got back up time and time again. His brother made the NFL. His brother made the college cuts. He was always like fighting so much harder than his brother who had two, you know, two hands, no, no malformities. Um, and he's like, I always got up and did it again because I knew I was setting an example for somebody else. And that's what motivated him. And that's what I love about what you're doing with the push-up challenge and the, you know, the, the call, any sort of challenge like that, you start showing up less about you and more yeah, for everybody else. So Guess true. what? The byproduct is, is you win. And when you learn that, the sooner you learn that, the better off you are, is by helping others, you ultimately help yourself. And the more people you can help, the more successful you're going to be. And anyway, that Nike ad like landed right here and always reminds me of like, you're not in this for you. You're in this for other people that, you know, need your courage. They need that contagious courage to, to catch on to them. So, man, anyway. this is so, this is so awesome, Barbara. I'll, I'll seriously love everything that you're saying and i actually have a question that i wrote down here and i feel like you've already answered it but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask it anyways <laughs> sure. and the question is what do you think the world needs the most right now 
with all the stuff that's happening, you know, there's so many things, right? Critical well, thinking. Woo, me and my wife were talking about that last night. Wow, that's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, yeah, the ability to start seeing things for what they are, not what they present themselves to be. Everything is a highlight reel. And I'm talking about Joe News. I'm talking about Joe News is a highlight reel that has been carefully curated wow. for one reason or another. And if you do not start developing your critical thinking skills, you're literally going to buy the bullshit that is being served to you. And eventually it's going to give you some fucking major runs. So you need to start thinking like, um, what's going like, really? Like there's so much going on right now that I'm like, you know, that's bullshit. Let me tell you what's bullshit right now. Let me tell you why I, I have like my major, there's so much bullshit. I just brought it on like Twitter spaces. I was like, Oh, this story that they're promoting to you. That's to cover for that story. Um, one of them is okay. So the vaccine has been said mm -hmm. to cause, um, strokes, which they do. It's, you know, I'm not, right. I'm not being controversial right yeah. now. I'm not being yeah, controversial. Yeah. But the truth is the strokes aren't the story. The myocarditis is the story. But the myocarditis is so much more ubiquitous. It's so much, it, it is so much more prevalent especially in young boys from the vaccine they don't want to run that story because they can't manipulate the data on myocarditis as easily as they, they can for the strokes so they're they're like listen we got to get this story out yes adverse reactions are a possibility but the numbers are low 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 low, low. they're just they are literally it's like a labrador retriever they're throwing the ball and everyone's wow. like Ouch. yeah but wow. the covid's so much worse and i'm like COVID is not so much worse in young men and they don't need to get that vaccine and you're not telling the full story. You're manipulating us. So it's so frustrating for me who's like got a little more access to in some information yeah. um, and experience. I'm like, the stroke isn't the story. The myocarditis is the story. The young people suddenly dying, that's the story. And they're not telling that story, but they're giving you some to wet your palate so you don't feel that the media is so biased. So if that's a crazy question and I'm probably like pissing off now, they loved me, they hate me, they love me, but that's who I am. Okay, so if people need to be more critical thinkers of what it, why they're giving you this news, why are they putting Amy Amy Robach and her little affair from GMA on the front cover of everything? Is because Amy Robach actually had the story about Jeffrey Epstein years before they disclosed it, but they don't want you to talk about that. They want to bury her. They want to make her look like a shithead. And but there's a whole, I'm wow. like, that's not I'm like, that's not the story. That's not the story. But yet we're and she's having an affair. Every, every do we care? I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit who you stoop. You can stoop whoever you want to stoop. But that's not the story. That's how they're burying the Jeffrey Epstein story. But I could tell you and that's all I want more critical thinking out there and i want more transparency if there yeah. are, i just answered two things but critical thinking number one more transparency authenticity i am not here to like I, i'm no longer on this earth to please everyone right because i could be the juiciest peach on the planet and not everybody's gonna like peaches i think that's like a quote by uh I don't know who it's a quote, but it's not my no. It's yeah. a good quote. <laughs> Google it. Somebody said it long before I was on this earth. So anyway, that's, that's I love I love your answer. That's me and my wife, we we have these rants, you know, at home and we we always we're you, my wife would love you. I mean, just hearing everything you're saying seriously. Yeah. And critical think is what she was talking about last night. And what it's, it's just unbelievable because you have you have history working in media, you've done a lot of media stuff, you've been in that world. And people that are not in that world, 
you just you know and even myself like i don't i i don't have media background and you watch the news most people are like oh well this is the gospel this is the this is the truth you, what oh why how does that work why are we so well at one singer? point blake at one point it was all the news that's fit to print like but now it's all the news that's paid to print and there's so much bias bias there's so much um toxicity manipulation money mm -hmm. there's a lot of nefarious things going on so your best place to get it if you want to just be entertained you can turn on the news right they're going to talk about pop culture like yesterday i was in a twitter space and they start talking about who's that guy who uh alec baldwin yeah yeah mind you really that's the top that's the top pop story because alanis morissette just came out and said that at 15 years old she was sexually molested or uh, taken advantage of uh, because she was 15 years old she was trying to get in the music industry and she stated that it's the most it, it, it's like child predators galore over there does that story get talked about as much as alex baldwin i'm like I don't give a shit. The guy accidentally, clearly accidentally shot somebody. Right. I don't think he woke up that day and was like, I would like to murder somebody on my set. Right. I haven't done that on my lifetime. <laughs> Let me check the fucking box. And here we are like, fine. They're, they're putting out a lawsuit. It's whatever. I don't, to me, I'm like, listen, I want that girl's, I, I want, you know, justice done right. I want justice, but it's not going to bring the, it's not going to bring it back. It was a tragedy yeah. and it was awful. But he's not a murderer so we're gonna get all I, caught up in his story and whatever i'm like he's not a murderer yes exactly. is it manslaughter uh what is it, involuntary manslaughter yeah involuntary manslaughter. okay and then okay then let's move and then let's move on to the story let's get to the alanis morissette so young girls and young boys are no longer raped by music executives or hollywood producers or hollywood casting agencies or hollywood or the music whatever Let's talk about shit that fucking matters. That right. takes care of our next generation and not talk about how Alex Baldwin is a murderer. I'm like, what if that's such a salacious piece of bullshit. I woke up today. I'm going to go murder someone and cost myself gazillion dollars off the production. Oh, please. Somebody stab me, please. It's, I feel like I feel like the media is the most powerful system in the world. You know, it, it, it seems Listen. like it, right? It, it, it casts a narrative. It casts a spell out. People hook in and their actions start coming from the narrative and then people start developing belief systems. And You better get on Twitter spaces because Elon Musk has unleashed the Kraken. None of us are blocked anymore. Well, I'm still canceled actually on the Twitter, but I've really <laughs> I got canceled because I who knows? Actually, I, I'm a little confused. I'm like, how did I get canceled? My my it's one of two things. Number one, I my accounts uh, my account was uh, hijacked for a little bit mm -hmm. and I assume somebody did something nefarious during that time but then I'm like can't you see that I was trying to get the account back like and that that is not that's incongruent to Barbara right. Majeski like can you guys just stop automating me and like realize oh that was our mistake that was not my mistake that was your mistake I'm either canceled over that or I have a vaccine injured son who has vaccine induced epilepsy so I've always advocated for informed consent I'm not anti-vax I got the COVID vaccine I totally regret it doesn't matter um <laughs> but I'm I'm a huge advocate of like there are risks on both sides sure. and here's my example so I was I was part of the um mass uh I was a flagged account 
It's a flagged account. It's so crazy. Me, Barbara Majeski. But the crazy part is now it's all, all these Twitter files are coming out and the Facebook stuff and the CDC and all the CIA and all this stuff. And it's so interesting that anybody who talked about possible adverse reactions to vaccines was flagged as harmful. So I got flagged as harmful. Oh Turns my God. out I wasn't the one that was harmful. It was these accounts that were negligent in actually giving people the full scope of the possible adverse reactions to vaccines. So I was labeled harmful, yet I was actually doing my civil duties to inform people that there are risks on both sides, choose wisely, and instead I got lambasted. So, but I think, I'm, I don't think I was that like polarizing or nefarious, but I don't know, maybe, maybe Blake, there's something really <laughs> about it. I'm like, what, what's out there about me? But that, like, even like, if you spent every day with me for the next four years, you would be like, yeah, she's not that nefarious. Yeah. Like, I don't, you would not, you could follow me around. You'd be like, I didn't even so much st st steal a piece of gum. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't cheat on my taxes. I'm like, I don't know. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so, so oh, many but wait, go back to go, Twitter spaces. Twitter. Everyone needs to get on Twitter spaces okay. now that Elon Musk has like let people back on. Um, Twitter spaces, these conversations, these people on Twitter spaces are fascinating and fantastic. I, mm, oh, you are getting real people talking about real access, real experiences, and they are not fugazis. They are the real deal. I love it. I'm going to have to check that out. Twitter spaces. Everybody needs to check that out. And follow me. I'm yes, yes, absolutely. And that's that's actually what I wanted to get to now because yeah. there is so much, so many, so many golden nuggets, Barbara. Seriously. I mean, I feel like that was just, just heat, that was straight starter. heat. Yeah, that was yeah. Starter package though. That yeah. was a starter package. Yeah, yeah. you know, just straight heat and 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 so many so many uh just great great things that you pointed out how can people find you connect with you and uh and participate in your programs so um you can find me at barbaramajeski.com or uh barbara majeski on instagram the majeski at twitter uh, I am on TikTok, Barbara Majeski. But here's the thing, Blake. I've just launched the More Life Collective, and it's called the morelifecollective.com. And it's a collective of online challenges, resets, and in person retreats to help people move from information to transformation. Mm. And your group, I, I, I believe you and your team will love my next challenge. It's a 90 day workout challenge, it starts March 1st. You get one mulligan over the 90 days, one damn mulligan, which means you get one screw up. But for 90 straight days, it's a commitment to work out every single day, post in the group. There are rewards, incentives. It is a fun, exciting, and what it starts March 1st and it runs to Memorial Day. And it's to get your high knees in shape for a, su a summer of looking smoking hot, uh, smoking hot tamales. You'll love it, and anybody else that joins. People are. Re I launched it last year. I'm launching in this year. It's not automated. It's live. It's fun. It's fabulous, and you got to get in. So you just have I to go to the it. More Life Collective or Barbara Majeski. You'll you'll find it. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love it, Barbara. We'll have all the all those links on the podcast and the podcast uh, show notes. So this was this was awesome, Barbara. I hope I hope we stay connected. I, I, yeah. I want to stay connected with you. I love. I love speaking with you. Your your personality. You're so you're so real. You keep it real, which is a nice. It's a fresh you know nice fresh of air, especially <laughs> nowadays. You know the way things are. And uh, 
just uh, super, super pumped uh, to, to get this release and have people um, not only be able to be inspired by your story, but like you said, it is to take action and to, you know, have accountability and, and participate in programs like yours to help them, you know, grow themselves and, and move yeah. themselves forward. So And live their best life. Don't wait till you're confronted with your own mortality before you start living your best life. You know, get out of your own way, live your best life. All right, so we got to take a picture because I took one in the beginning, but you weren't. All right, let's do it. Smile. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks, Blake. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you, Barbara. Have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. Okay, bye bye. bye.